In 2010, a group of movie buffs were tired of seeing movies they didn't like. These men promptly started a radio show to help people find good entertainment. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as reviewers of mediocre cinema. If you have free time you don't want wasted, and you're listening to Superstation 101, maybe you can listen to The Entertainment Roundtable. And good morning. 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Your favorite show on the radio is on, The Entertainment Roundtable. I'm your host, Jeff Myers. Sitting across from me, as usual. Yep. When Jacob Raspberry, good morning, Jacob. How are good you, Good morning. I am uh, glad to be here and just barely uh, barely here on time. You made it, though. You yeah. made it. I was in the process of going through and uh, getting all, all the stories that I assigned to you into <laughs> one place. But then uh, you came in and, and saved the day like a hero That's would. That's right. That's right. Um, on the phone, as usual, we've got uh, the one, the only, the master, Steve West. Good morning, Steve West. How's it going, buddy? Hey. What's going on? Everything good? Everything's pretty good. Everything's pretty good. Um, I, I had a, you know, we had a free HBO weekend last weekend, so I caught up on yeah. a couple of movies I had not seen. So I'll give some quick hit reviews on those. I know you saw Dunkirk yourself, right? I did. All right, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, also, on line one from the Great White North, Ryan, how's it going, man? Doing well, Jeff. <laughs> you know, Mother Nature's dropped everything on us from clouds <laughs> to light rain to heavy rain, but it doesn't matter because the thunderous roar that the audience gave everybody at San Diego Comic Con is so electric we can feel it here in Maryland. So let's talk about all the juicy, awesome, tacular trailers that dropped. I know. There's a that, that honestly that was about as exciting as it got. This 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 Comic Con was 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 strangely underwhelming this year. Yeah, it really was. As far as big announcement goes, just a lot of cool trailers, man. Um, running the board as as always, Gary. How's it going, buddy? Outstanding. Fantastic. Good. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Uh, we do have one bit of audio, probably possibly one of the uh, greatest questions and answers ever ever asked at Comic Con. We'll play that a little bit later. Um, but th- this week's topic uh, for conversation, if you want to join in at nine four one one zero one one, glaring. Omissions. What movies or TV shows or what have you are missing from your personal pop culture histories? Uh, you know, for example, like for me, the the biggest one is the the fact that I've seen The Godfather, but I haven't seen neither two or three, so I've never actually finished up that trilogy. So if you've got something like that uh, you want to confess to us, give us a call this morning. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, let's dive right into the box office business of the week. It was a crazy weekend at the box office. Dunkirk opened in first place with over $50 million. Uh, not a huge debut, but, I mean, pretty decent debut for a war movie, let's be honest. Um, and, Steve West, you have thoughts. I do indeed. Uh, you had mentioned last week in your review that you figured I was really going to like this film, and you were right. Cool. <laughs> Good. If Woo. I had seen this in time for last week's show, this is a movie that just might have made my top five of the year so far. Uh, the movie has only one flaw, and I use that term very, very loosely in that at the beginning, you're going to have to understand that they kind of got three storylines being told, and all of them will, by the end of the movie, align and come together. But in the meantime, you've got to understand that there is a specific timeline for each of these. Uh, otherwise, uh, for some time, you might get a bit lost in the overall arc of the story, but it doesn't really detract from it. Once you get used to it, you understand where you're going. It's a very well acted. The tension of the men on the beach at the time of the evacuation, very palpable on screen, becomes very clear very quickly how close the Germans are to capturing the city and the vital access to the sea that it provides. It's a fantastic representation. And even though it's only a snapshot of some of the numerous events that we know of, if you're a World War II history buff like I am, 
this was a story that needed to be told. Christopher Nolan does an amazing job. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, it would have been on your <laughs> Definitely. I think that's the highest rating you've given a movie this year. So it, it Yeah, it's, it's not been a good year for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I understand. i got to be honest. It's been pretty good for me. I, I don't know if I'm getting soft in my old age or what, but I pretty much there's. I don't think I've seen any this year that I've out and out just hated. Yeah. So you're getting soft, and I'm be- I'm becoming the crusty old fart. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> um, let's see. Coming in second last week, uh, Girls Trip, uh, $31 million. That's quite a big opening. I'm uh, continuing to prove that there's a solid audience for more diverse films. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, <laughs> it's no Wonder Woman. You know, it dropped yeah. like 62% <laughs> after its first weekend. It dropped another 50%. Uh, from last week, bringing in $22 million. I, They're not really crying, I don't think. It's, no, I started to say they've made a no. ton of money. Right. Um, well, Wolf, I think the folks at Sony are jumping up and down right yeah, now. Yeah, they got to be. War from the Planet of the Apes took a big drop, 63% in its second week. It made $21 million. While <laughs> woo, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, uh, it landed with a big old dud. Yeah. <laughs> $17 million on a budget of about $200 million. Yeah, and they're they're even saying that even when this hits in Asia, which they expected it to do better in mm-hmm. Asia, that it's still probably not going to make back the money. We'll see, man. And I got to be honest, I really liked it. I did. I really enjoyed it. Dad Gummit. I, I think that what we have with Valerian is that it's kind of like a Kardashian. It's very very pretty, but it doesn't have a whole lot of depth. Yeah, but then, you know, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man, nice one, Steve. Yeah, you, Jeff, and the other six people who saw this right. movie enjoyed it, but no one else did. I know it's crazy. None of the critics really liked it, but the yeah, they uh, most of the general the, well. the seven of us who were in that theater that day seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, uh, like I said, last weekend was a free HBO weekend, so I've recorded a couple of movies. One of those was uh, Morgan, the uh, sci-fi type. Oh color. yeah, yeah. Uh, with Anya Taylor-Joy from last year and The Accountant with Ben Affleck. Um, and they were both, if you know, middle of the road. They were both about a six, six yeah. and a half. Uh, didn't hate either one, but if if we were still in the days of the blockbuster or the video store or what have you, it would be something that you could pick up on the shelf when when the good stuff wasn't in and not, you know, have a terrible evening. <laughs> so. Yeah, when I watched The I haven't watched Morgan, but when I watched The Accountant, like it was one of those movies. That I think, number one, my expectations were too high for it because uh-huh. I expected it to be a great movie. I expected like a <laughs> Gone Girl type movie. Right. <laughs> uh, and I didn't get that. No, it you was did not. not quite that good. <laughs> it wasn't. But I think yeah. if I'd have went in with like much more tempered expectations, I'd have enjoyed it better. Yeah, yeah. And that, and, uh, that comes into the, uh, another one. I, I actually blind bought Ghost in the Shell this week. It hit, hit on Blu ray. Yeah. Man, I'll. I really liked it. I don't know what, what what everybody else is drinking. I mean, it was really really good. I've read the original manga. I've, I own the the anime on on Blu-ray. Watched it numerous times. I thought this was a a pretty good rock solid. I mean, basically they matched. There have been like four different versions of Ghost in the Shell uh, as far as the anime goes. There's the original one. They did like a movie 2.0. Uh, they've done like two or three different TV series about it, and this sort of combines elements from pretty much all of them. Um, and I thought it was rock solid. It's a solid eight for me. I think that was one of those movies that <laughs> that that hit that uh, where the controversy just ruined any any ability to enjoy the movie for, I, for a lot of people. I got to be honest. I went on Twitter after I watched. It, I said, "What's wrong with you folks, man?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like I love Ghost in <laughs> Shell. I think it's going to be like the Thing or Blade Runner, where it's hated and and dismissed now but later on people will be like you know it's a great movie. stone cold classic man yeah. but i dug it, it. Cold classic status, huh? absolutely it's gonna trust me 
Um, it'll be big. It'll, it'll be huge in Belgium. Um, <laughs> opening this weekend, uh, uh, we have the Emoji Movie. You've got the voices of T.J. Miller, Patrick Stewart, Anna Ferris, James Corden, Maya Rudolph, and on and on and on, in which Gene, a multi-expressional emoji, sets on, out on a journey to become a normal emoji, whatever that means. It's all gobbledygook. I have no idea. Um, um, I, I will tell you that it is, so far, from what I've heard, at least last when this... Re- article was written a, a day or so ago um it is the lowest reviewed movie of the year wow really yeah mm. it is currently sitting at six percent on rotten tomatoes oh, shut up. only only two fresh reviews oh this thing's got the crying wow. emoji then yes <laughs> the thumbs well, down here's the thing for me and and feel free to disagree and i know that despicable me three is out there but you know let's face it that wasn't any great shakes this thing's kind of standing by itself when it comes to the animated movie genre. This may actually surprise us with the amount of money that it makes next week only because it's kind of got the whole audience to itself. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. All right, time will tell, man. We'll see. Um, also out in theater, something that I hope to see later today or definitely tomorrow, uh, Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron, James McAvoy, yeah. <laughs> right? John Goodman and Toby Jones, directed by uh, one half of the, the first John Wick directing team. So the action scenes and choreography should be fantastic. An undercover MI6 agent is sent to Berlin during the Cold War to investigate the murder of a fellow agent and recover a missing list of double agents and kick everybody's butt that she sees. So looking forward to that. Um, Next week, you want to keep an eye out for the Dark Tower. Oh, yeah. Finally hitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Catherine Bigelow's Detroit. Which looks Mm -hmm. good to me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, man. Those are the two big films that are going to make a lot of money. They're going to do well. I I know. We got the Halle Berry. (laughs) She going crazy. Jim Kidnap. uh, And Wynn River, who uh, actually, this one is one to keep an eye on because it's uh, from Tyler Sheridan, who is the writer-director of Hell or High Water. Which didn't it didn't exactly blow up the box office, but was so good. Yeah, one of the best. Very well reviewed. Right. Um, this week coming home, you can get the Circle with Tom Hanks, that thriller where he's like the uh, big tech company owner, but yeah. they they're nefarious. Uh, Saw it. It wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Okay, so it could be one of those. I'll probably catch it on a free HBO weekend in the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got Colossal with Anne Hathaway. Kind of uh, interested in that. I want to see that too. Uh, Game of Thrones season six and hitting Blu-ray for the first time by Shout Factory. One of my favorite people putting out Blu-rays today. James Gunn's Slither with one Nathan Fillion and Elizabeth Banks oh. and oh man, what a great! It's a sci-fi. It's a comedy sci-fi horror movie that is one of my favorites of the last decade. Love it. Um, and we've got a sort of a truncated show today uh, because we have sort of a special Crawford stand that we'll be playing at the end of the show. So let's dive into the Newsy Top News Woo. with a quickness. Jacob and Hathaway. Yeah. Like I said, she'll be coming into my house this week via Colossal, which is a giant monster movie that's really about other stuff. Will O2 be about other stuff? I don't know. Uh, there's not a lot of details on what this movie is, but okay. Anne Hathaway has been cast in this movie called O2. Uh, it's going to be, it's a sci-fi thriller. Uh, it's, she will play a woman who mysteriously wakes up inside a cryogenic chamber okay. and must escape before her air supply runs out. And it's kind of designed as a one-person vehicle, so it's going to be mostly, mostly her in this one really? thing. So. So it's Castaway inside a cryogenic freezer. Basically, it's okay. it's like didn't Ryan Reynolds do a movie like six or seven years ago, Buried Alive, where it's just him in a coffin? I don't I don't know. I didn't watch that, so it's possible. But or, it's or, it's it's gravity with you know 
in a, with a cryogenic chamber. I mean, <laughs> step one, you put Ant in the box. <laughs> Do you have to put a hole in the box? <laughs> probably not, because she's right I mean, Right, yeah. It's probably not a hole. <laughs> All right, Steve, we talked uh, last week, I think, uh, about Spider-Man and Ray from Star Wars getting together in Chaos Walking. Uh, looks like the movie is set to add a great actor to play the heavy. Who that? Yeah, uh, Doug Lyman has this upcoming story about the dystopian world where there are no women and all creatures can hear each other's thoughts through things like streams of images, words, and sounds known in the movie as noise. Although they say that there are no women, there's Daisy Ridley. Right. Oops. Uh, Tom Holland, and then they have added a baddie to be portrayed by Mads Mikkelsen, who will be portraying a ruthless mayor, and I think they nailed it. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen. Your villain for all occasions. I love it, man. A villain, good guy, I don't care. If he's that's into true. something, I want to watch it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. All right, Ryan, I've mentioned a few times how much I love me some Legion on FX. Speaking of villains, they've cast their big bad for season two. Yes, sir, they have. That would be uh, actor Saeed Tagamali. He was previously in Wonder Woman as the character of uh, Samir, a.k.a. Sammy, the one who says, I am slightly... Frightened and aroused. You know, that <laughs> character, yeah. Well, he's coming to Legion. He's going to take on the uh, role of Amal Farouk, also known as the Shadow King, if you're familiar with the X-Men comics or the Marvel Universe. Takes on the appearances of many different people, faces, bodies, whatever, shapeshifter, what have you. So uh, he'll be appearing in Season 2, and Season 2 is going to debut on FX in 2018. But I won't be there because I'll be watching uh, Fox's The Gifted. Mm, I gotta be honest, man. I'm telling you, Legion is the goods, brother. Yeah, I'm starting to say I would much rather watch Legion. Plus, there's only so many hours in a day, Jeff. Well, you don't need sleep. Skip a meal. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if I gotta choose, and James Bond would always say, you have plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. Yeah, I gotta be honest. If I'm choosing between Gifted and Legion, it's Legion all day long. Probably, yeah. That's fine for you, (laughs) man. But I'm gonna get my Gifted flavor flave on Monday nights on Fox, brother. Deal with it. (laughs) Right on. All right, uh, Jacob. Before we get to your next story, give me one of your glaring pop culture omissions okay i'll start with uh, confession time so i have not watched all of the um indiana jones movies i've seen raiders of the lost ark okay and i've seen unfortunately i've seen kingdom of the crystal skull but i've not watched <laughs> temple of doom or uh, wow. last crusade Devil of wow. Doom, you don't need to worry about because no one cares about it. But watch Last Crusade because that is the best film in that series. I get it. Great movies. I just have not sat down and watched them. I won't oh. need you to leave. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. We're all going to be angry with each other by the end of this day. Yeah, maybe so. Here's the thing. and i got to admit, I never really thought much of Temple of Doom until I actually, and I grabbed the audiobook of it, in George Lucas's uh, autobiography, or biography, either one. Uh-huh. And I started to realize exactly what both Lucas and Spielberg were going through at the time that they were coming up with the ideas for Temple of Doom. And I understand why it's darker than what either it was like, Raiders or Last Crusade is. Yeah, Spielberg so was I going through like a, a little bit of a more of a newfound respect for Temple of Doom than I did before. It was actually, I think Spielberg was had just gone through a nasty divorce, right? So was Lucas. Yeah, so they were both <laughs> a little bit darker frames of they mind. They were both in a really dark and angry place, and it kind of came through in their writing of how they came up with Temple of Doom. It, it, it really kind of, it's an explanation for it. It doesn't explain why the movie has something like Short Round, but it does kind of explain their uh, their way of thinking at the time. And like I said, I don't think it's a great movie. I still rank it third out of the four Indiana Jones films, but I have a little bit more of a newfound respect for it. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get around to it at some point. Oh, sure. I mean, these are movies I'm going to watch eventually. I just haven't yet. 
Once again, if you have a pop culture confession out there, something that you need to get off your chest, you can give us a call, 941-1011. We'll be here for, for you. We may ridicule you. We'll, yeah, we're here to counsel. We may call you names, but uh, you, you can at least... You know, it's okay. Get, you can get through this with our help. <laughs> there you go. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, everyone knows that when you're a teenager, you get your literary cred by reading The Catcher in the Rye. Sure. <laughs> right? That's, that's what all my friends were talking about in high school. <laughs> Let's, hey, Have you on. read Catcher in the Rye hey, yet? Dude, come on, you got dude. to. It's a rite of passage, literary-wise. <laughs> uh, well, now Salinger is getting a biopic, biopic, whatever you want to call it, and I want to know about it. Yeah. yeah. It's called Rebel in the Rye. <gasps> get out. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be about J.D. Salinger. I know, right? And, and his life no. and his things and, and what happened to him. <laughs> uh, it's gonna star Nicholas Holt, uh, but it's got a pretty good cast: uh, Zoe Dute, uh, Dutch, uh, Kevin Spacey, Sarah Paulson, Victor Garber, uh, and a ton more. James Urbanic, Ur- Urbaniak. Uh, okay. So yeah, that guy. Huh? That guy. Yeah. <laughs> He was the professor in uh, Venture Brothers, or the voice of. Okay, gotcha. Anyways, bunch of people in it. Uh, it's it's about J.D. Salinger. Uh, I don't, no, I'm not going to tell you anymore about it because I don't think I need to. It's It'll be, hey, he I wrote Catcher it, in the Rye. He wrote Catcher in the Rye. A touchstone. And then and then know. he kind of disappeared. That's true. And <laughs> until BoJack Horseman. And by the way, watch the second season of BoJack Horseman. If for nothing else, the J.D. Salinger jokes. <laughs> okay. It's fantastic. I tried to make. I I, got, I tried to watch. Bojack Horseman. Didn't work out. It, it takes a while to get into. Okay. It's a, it's slow. All right, Steve, before we get to your next story, let's hear your very first pop culture confession. Yeah, most of mine uh, deal with television kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, and mostly I, I go back and I think about all these shows that made all these big waves, even if it was just for a short period of time, and I never watched so much as one single episode of any of them. And I start off with the one that they're actually bringing back on Showtime later this year. I never watched a single frame of an episode of the show Twin Peaks. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, people who... For all of the hype, for all of the bluster that came out of that, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I remember when it first came out, I watched the first two episodes, I think. And then, you know, that was back when I was younger, and I think uh, sports or something sort of got in the way, so I just... And then back when we still had a movie stop in town, I bought the 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 entire DVD set, uh, you know, at a, at a deep discount, and d- didn't make it all the way through the first. It's, I, Lynch, <laughs> except for Dune, <laughs> David Lynch is just not my flavor. I'm sorry. I yeah. tr- I take a sip and swish it around, and I spit it right out. He's just not for me, man. But uh, uh, but but the people who love him love him. I've been, you know, this this latest season has been getting nothing but raves on people on my Twitter feed, man. I know some people who are so thrilled about their rebooting it, and I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Well, uh, straight out of San Diego Comic-Con there, Steve, give me some details on Krypton. Yeah, going to get it on the cable channel Sci-Fi. They're promising to have numerous villains to find out more about. Uh, Jeff Johns, who's the DC Comics head honcho, said that this will not be another story about the backstory of Superman and his family in the ill-fated world. He also said that this is going to kind of stand alone. It's not going to cross over with any other DC properties, movie or television-wise. This is a standalone series. Deals with the House of L centuries before Krypton is about to cease to exist. And this will be about a conspiracy from the current day taken back in time in order to prevent Superman from ever existing much less fulfilling his destiny, destiny as we know it to be in the storylines that we have seen and or read or heard 
Uh, Adam Strange is going to be there. Hawkwoman are going to be there. Hmm. And on the villain side, we are promising Doomsday and Brainiac at least. Okay. I don't... Sure, okay. If yeah. it's centuries ago, I don't know how. Never mind. It doesn't right. Matter. It's just yeah. and it's comic book math. Forget it, Jake. It's crypto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Ryan, let's, uh, before we get to your next story, your first round of uh, glaring omissions in your pop culture landscape. Hmm. Well, we've already listed a few of them as we've gone on in the last couple of minutes, like Legion and whatnot. But anyway... On the sci-fi movie side of things, I've seen the original Alien. I've seen AVP, Alien vs. Predator, and then Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Uh, those films are fine. The original Alien was eh for me, but I have not seen Aliens. I have not seen Alien 3 or Alien 4. I know people say to avoid 3 and 4 like the play, but I don't care. I'm a completist. I want to judge the film for their own merits. So I still need to see Aliens, Alien 3, and Alien 4. Okay. That's, that's, that's cool. Uh, I think you're in for a treat. Even though, I, you know... If you thought the first alien was a bit, eh, I don't. Definitely on the second one, yeah. The second one is definitely, you know, James Cameron changes it up. It becomes a bit more. It's a sci-fi war movie, basically. And, it's, and then it's you get the classic line, "Game over, man." Yeah, you'll love Bill Paxton in there. Um, <laughs> I can almost guarantee it. And I and I went back. I, I revisited Alien Three uh, about a month ago um, because I remember when it first came out. I absolutely hated it. And I got to be honest, this eight, I, I, it's gone up quite a bit in my estimation. I really liked it this time. I guess, you know, you get removed a few years removed from stuff and can reassess. All right. Uh, once again, if you have a, a glaring omission in your pop culture landscape, give us a call. 941-1011. We want to hear from you because we love you. Jacob. Yeah. As an anti-Channing Tatumite. Which is the correct nomenclature. That is what <laughs> right. we use on the uh, I Hate Channing Tatum uh, message boards. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure you are super excited about what he has to say about Gambit. Am I right? Uh, no. No. <laughs> You wait your turn, West. <laughs> no, no. Oh, trust me. I'm sitting back with a proverbial bag of popcorn. I'm waiting for this. <laughs> so, apparently, com- news from Comic-Con, Channing Tatum is rethinking Gambit after Deadpool and Logan. Apparently, he thought that the success of those movies could uh, uh, work well for a Gambit movie. So, mm-hmm. the script and all that they were working on originally is is off the table now. That's all. That's all done. And I don't know what just happened, but my screen uh, for this web page just went dark, and so I have no more information uh, right in front of me. But um, so he just wants to get Gambit off the ground again. Yeah, and he also said he didn't want to do an R-rated film. He said he, he enjoyed Gambit as a kid, but he, he's probably going to go PG-13. Okay, can't but, blame him. Eh, I just I don't like I I don't have a I'm not, I'm not a huge anti-Tatumite. Really. I just don't want him to play Gambit. Like, that just sounds awful. Like, there's nothing about him as Gambit that sounds good to me. Oh, come on, Moshe. It is awful. (laughs) No one cares. If you ask 7 billion people on this planet, they will say, no. Mm, mm, mm. They will say a flat-out emphatic, no, we do not want Channing Tatum as Gambit. Give me Taylor Kitsch. Give me a PG-13 Gambit movie. Or just put him in an X-Men film, because quite frankly... Gambit can't carry his own movie. Put him in the next men movie because that's where he belongs, Jack. Can't, can't we just find like an actual Cajun actor to play Gambit? <laughs> I don't like, care. Wouldn't Man. that be like sensible, right? <laughs> Somebody that actually has a Cajun accent. Well, let's go down to New Orleans, Jacob. Let's find ourselves a new Gambit. Then I'm good with that. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Mr. West, also an yeah. on the on the record anti-Tatumite. I uh, am. So tell me the good news about Van Helsing. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, you may have found something a little bit more recent than I have. As recently as earlier this week, this overrated Tatum was reportedly being chased to take on the role of Universal's planned Monster Universal films and the role of Van Helsing. It began earlier this summer with the underwhelming Mummy with Tom Cruise. For those who are not enamored of Chan Chan, the good news is, at least for now, it's only a rumor. As of six days ago, Channing Tatum said he hasn't made up his mind. Jeff, you got something newer on this? Because I can't find it. I did not. No, I guess not. Sorry, okay. man. Right now, it's only a rumor. Okay. There you go. There you go. So, so fingers that's crossed. that's about the best I can come up with. And the good news is, is that the more severely overrated Taylor Kitsch is at least not in the conversation. There you go. Well, Ryan, the Warner Brothers DC Cinematic Universe keeps changing. And announcing, and who knows what's up next? Well, we do. What is it? <laughs> yeah, they're just jumping all around and throwing new ideas at us all the time. It's uh, going to be Shazam! Shazam is going to be the next film in the DC Cinematic Universe. It's going to be directed by David F. Sandberg, who brought us the uh, horror-slash-thriller film of last year known as Lights Out! And he also recently directed Annabelle Creation, which nobody cares about and nobody wants to see, and I don't care what kind of buzz it's getting, because no one's going to watch it. Uh, according to THR, Peter Safran, a producer of Aquaman, is going to be working with Sandberg on, is in negotiations to produce the film known as Shazam. For those of you not familiar with the character, it is about a young boy named Billy Batson who is endowed with the ability to transform into a superpowered hero by uttering the words simply, Shazam, when he becomes his alter ego, Billy gains the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the great courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury, which spells out simply, Shazam. No star has been cast to play the uh, version of Shazam or the younger version of Billy Batson, but we'll find out more as we go along. And The Rock is Black Adam will not be appearing in this Shazam movie, and I am all for That's fine with me. Shazam, look forward to seeing what they put on the big screen because I am fascinated by this character. No, see, I, I think I think The Rock not being in there as Black Adam is a terrible idea. Yeah, well, what do you? What What is the movie after that? Right. Like, <laughs> Shazam and Black Adam. Those are that's basically the only Shazam villain. Yeah, he. What do you do? He doesn't exactly have a rogues gallery. It's like a rogue. Right. I mean, there's a couple, but they're not exactly great villains. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, but whatever. Well, it's guys. called an origin story, folks. Just roll with it. I got gotcha. you. Well, Jacob, we're lucky this news didn't get lost. Hee <laughs> hee. Someone is making a Bermuda Triangle movie. Yeah, uh, that's uh, Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail. Uh, he's going to direct a Bermuda Triangle movie. That's really all we know about it. You know, something's going to get disappeared, and okay. people are going to look for it, and there's going to be a mystery, and it might be solved. Gotcha. And then people will disappear again. That's how the Bermuda Triangle works. I got you. Well, this week, this is, there is some James Bond news. So, so it's like the last story we'll probably get to. Just so you know, Daniel Craig has said I played Dave Zimmerman. Yeah. And in um, and celebration played, of that, it's all James Bond music. And you played the best James Bond theme. There you go. Ever. This one of them. There's more coming up later as well. But you're listening to the Entertainment Roundtable. More news, more glaring omission, pop culture confessions coming up. Stick around. We're not going anywhere. You shouldn't either. Okay, Erin Burnett from CNN. Listen to her description of all the evangelists laying hands on Donald Trump at the White House. And next, a, a pretty stunning image. Let me just give you a quick peek of it. The president bowing his head in prayer in the Oval Office and, and all these people sort of touching him. It's, it's very strange. We're going to tell you what happened there. It's very weird. It's, just, it's a stunning photo of people 
praying, touching the president. Putting their hands on him and praying like <laughs> it was a chant to a cult. Some sort of satanic Russian religion where they touch each other all at the same they time. They were evoking the spirit of Putin <laughs> right out of his chest. The Line, weekdays at 1 on Superstation 101. The American Red Cross urgently needs blood and platelet donations and asks donors to schedule an appointment to give now. Your blood donation matters to the patients counting on life-saving transfusions. Visit redcrossblood.org. Did you know more than 16 million Americans suffer from a chronic inflammatory skin condition called rosacea, yet most don't know it? Often mistaken for acne, there are many signs and symptoms besides facial redness, bumps and pimples, and visible blood vessels. Other symptoms include facial burning, stinging or swelling, even enlargement of the nose. Rosacea may also affect the eyes, causing a bloodshot appearance and irritation that could lead to vision loss. Any one of these signs and symptoms can mean rosacea, and without medical help, it can become increasingly severe and wreak havoc on your personal and professional life. Rosacea typically appears any time after age 30. So if you experience any sign of rosacea, see a dermatologist as soon as possible and ask about advances in medical treatment. For more information, contact the National Rosacea Society at rosacea.org. Hey, this is Dave Milton. And I'm Jonathan Good, and we want to invite you to listen to our show, The Land Show, with Dave and Johnny every Saturday morning. Jonathan, we have great guests in regular segments to talk about farmland, timberland, hunting property, rural tourism, and anything having to do with the rural Alabama economy. If you love land, you'll love our show. This is the show for you. So tune in every Saturday morning for The Land Show with Dave and Johnny. The Land Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on Superstation 101. W-Y-D-E. All right, welcome back to the Entertainment Roundtable. This week it's all James Bond themes. So let's go, Finger. Stone Cold Classic. Also a good one. Hey, I know it's me, man. I know. All right, uh, we're going to keep going on the news because, like I said earlier, we have a bit of a truncated show. Uh, so, Steve, the, uh, yeah. ni- the 90s called and said that we could have a new Spawn movie, so please tell me all about it. Sure. Todd McFarlane is back. He's uh, teamed up with Bloomhouse Produ- Productions. Easy oh. for me to say. <laughs> They've joined forces to do just that, bringing us another Spawn movie. McFarlane reportedly has worked up a first draft of a script, and if he gets his way, he's going to direct it as well. Obviously, you just mentioned it. We've seen it on the big screen before back in 1997. Michael Jai White was the star then. It was a successful HBO animated show, but that's about where it all ended right up until now. Okay. We'll see. I mean, maybe the time is ripe. I don't see. I don't know. Spawn just feels like something that belongs in the '90s. It was such a '90s character. Yeah, and it's like now. It's like I don't know if this how this works in you know. I made a deal with the devil. I got a big old ripped up cape and chains everywhere. I mean, that'd be like that'd be like all right, we're gonna do a new Aeon Flux movie, (laughs) like. It just Ooh, belongs yeah, no, in the no, '90s. Turned out. Ooh, you know Charlie's turned for the loss. Hey, if they brought her back now, <laughs> I, I mean, would, sure, I'd probably go see it. She, she has come right back into her own as an action heroine. I'll give her that. Uh, Ryan, let's. Uh, this we got the, a couple of stories before we get to our giant trailer break. So, uh, give me your next pop culture glaring omission before we get to your next story here. Hmm. Well, you know, 
let's go on the TV side of things, because quite frankly, people are saying this is the bee's knees, the cat's pajamas, the greatest TV series in the world today. Some are even calling it the greatest TV series of all time. Don't know about that. Very much debatable. i got to be the judge of that, and i got to call it like I see, until I see it, I can't say anything about it. And I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Okay. Hmm. Don't I know what the storyline in a general sense is, but I don't know much about it. I've never seen an episode. I've seen clips. I've seen promos up the wazoo and our good friends on YouTube because no one stops promoting it. So I've never <laughs> seen it. But you know what? i got friends who live nearby. they got all 7,000 billion seasons on Divida. So I'll just go over to their house one time, and I'm going to borrow one of those two, maybe one or two seasons. And let me watch it first before people keep saying, oh, it's the greatest of all time. Wait. Just wait. <laughs> all right. Everyone. Stop saying it's a great show until Ryan watches <laughs> right, it. No more. Up. Anywhere. I'm not going to mention it at all. You'll love it. You should, it yeah, you really will. Actually, it's great. I don't know. You might not. Sometimes you surprise me, Ryan. But Yeah, who knows, man? i got to sit down and watch the first two or three seasons before I really get into it all and buy into all this crazy hype that people can't stop talking about. I hear you. Well, all that said, if you can change and I can change, then we all can totally get behind this bit of Creed 2 news. I see what you did there, and I like it. Anyway, <laughs> saw what you did there. I like it. In a new Instagram post, uh, Sylvester Stallone has confirmed a, just a couple of different things about MGM's in development of uh, Creed Two. He says that he's uh, written the full script, or at least will serve as the basis of the script, after Ryan Coogler and Aaron Covington wrote the last one by themselves. Secondly, he has solidified what many have uh, maybe assumed for a while, that Dolph Lundgren's character known as Avon Drago, and probably even his offspring, maybe his son, in fact, will be involved in a big, bloody battle with Adonis Creed, in the ring. And yes, I've seen Rocky, but I've not seen any of the other Rocky movies, so I need to get on it and do some homework. Rocky 4 is like the most 80s movie oh, yeah. ever. Between Rambo 2 and Rocky 4 and the I mean he it was it's like jingoism 101. Let's get behind, you know, it's America. God bless America. It really is. Because really he went there and he changed hearts and minds. He did. Uh, Jacob. Yeah. You got something else you want to talk about? Get off chest, glaring omission? What you got? Yeah, I do. Uh, so, uh, I love a good mobster movie. Okay. You know, it's mm -hmm. always good. Drugs. Guns. <laughs> Can't go, go wrong with that. <laughs> you came up with another. Like, but. Drugs. And? Well, sure. <laughs> I've never seen the movie Scarface. What? I've never watched it. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh, I finally beat Jacob on one of these. <laughs> like, it's a great movie. I know. I, I See, just that's why have not sat down and watched it. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I should why have watched it by now. Right. I haven't. Listen for the word cockroach, and you will love that scene. <laughs> sure. Yes. yes. Of course, they may. You may have a chance to see the remake. Well, I guess I'd say yeah. I might watch the remake. Well, if that ever gets off the ground, yeah, we'll see if that ever happens. All right, Jacob, Comic Con. Yeah. And DC has announced a few animated movies. Yeah, several. So, you know, hanging, hang with me here. If you just want to hit the big ones, that'd be fine. Well, so they're they're doing none of these are really big. Let's be honest. Uh, so they're starting out with a animated feature for uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, actually, it sounds pretty good. It's a 1989 tale. It was a Victorian era Dark Knight in pursuit of Jack the Ripper. I have that kind of one of the kind of one of the first Elseworld type it was. stories. It was the very first Elseworld. Mike Mignola did the art. It's yep. fantastic. So uh, they're they're doing an animated version of that. Uh, Please animate it like Mike Mignola art. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> Hope probably not. It'll be terrible. Shut up. Uh, and then uh, they'll do. I say that. I lo I've I've loved every DC animated feature. I don't know why I'm complaining. Uh, <laughs> then they're gonna do. Uh, they're gonna do uh, a movie called Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay. 
uh, it's going to be based on Suicide Squad. It's an original story, and, and they, they promise an amazing voice cast, uh, you know, whatever that means. So, uh, and then they're going to round out, and this is all in 2018, uh, they're going to round out 2018 with the first part of a two-part movie series called Death of Superman, where they'll take Death of Superman and that. Even though they've already done they did, Death they, of Superman. Yeah, they've done that with, with Superman Doomsday. However, they're going to, this is going to follow. The, the entire thing with like the four different Supermen? Yes, oh. the part two in 2019, early 2019, will be Reign of Superman. That was terrible. That was an honestly, honestly got a terrible storyline in the comics. Hopefully it ends with. I'm so glad they're going to animate it. Hopefully at the end it'll end with blue electric Superman. and um, With a mullet. <laughs> right. Please, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's uh, that is uh, DC animated slate for next year or so. All right, Steve. I'm all for it. Sure, bring it on, Steve. What's your next glaring omission? Uh, next glaring omission, and uh, Ryan actually took one of mine because oh. Game of Thrones is one of those ones <laughs> I have not watched and I've heard so much about. Uh, but the most recent one, and Jeff, you're a big fan of the show, but I've never watched an episode of the show Breaking Bad. Hmm. Can I be honest? I've never. I've, that's a, that's one for me too. That's one for me too. All three of us. Oh, the show is over. We're done. I'm dissolving <laughs> it. Now. Can't be friends with you guys no more. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. We're out. This is the last show ever. No. <laughs> I'm glad Steve and I have the Game of Thrones thing in common too. I thought I was the only one on the planet who's never seen it. Can I say that one's one on my list? I've just never gotten to seeing it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, oh man. The three horsemen. Okay, that, you know that's understandable. I understand life stuff. Speaking of glaring omissions, I'm, I haven't watched Stranger Things yet either. I guess my glaring omission is that I don't have a life. <laughs> right, apparently not. <laughs> man, Jacob, you and I are in the same boat. I've never been Stranger, and I've never seen Stranger Things a day in my life either. All right, fellas, we're getting tight on time. So, Steve, Iron Fist will be getting a second season, but there's a new hope. Yeah, uh, from what we're told, the weakest of the four Marvel Netflix series so far. Uh, I have not watched the first one. Eventually, I'll probably get around to it. But things reportedly will get better. Uh, the new person in control is Raven Metzner from the erstwhile Fox show Sleepy Hollow. Going to take over for Scott Buck in calling the shots. Thing is, this might not be such a good thing. Metzner's credits include the writing of Jennifer Garner's film Electra and being involved in things like Heroes Reborn, Falling Skies, and Daybreak. So you tell me. Yeah, I started to say I was super excited with, hey, Aaron Fisk getting the new showrunner. I'm cool with that. Oh, the guy from Sleepy Hollow. That's not exactly. Man, okay, yeah, I probably should have read the story before I said it was okay. My bad. Didn't, didn't mean to get everybody's hopes up. Yeah, Oops. it's... Uh... All right, guys, trailer break Woo! time from Comic-Con. They released a bunch of stuff. We're going to hit the big three. Justice League, Jacob, go. Yeah, Justice League. It was, it was Justice League, and it had a lot of Justice League action. I, I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm still pretty hesitant about this movie. I want it to be really good, but I don't, I don't know. I got to be. Okay, go ahead. Ryan, you're up next. Justice League, what did you think? Uh, I like the trailer. It was really good, pretty solid. Got some great one-liners from you know, Aquaman and The Flash. Can't wait to see it, man. November can't get here fast enough. It's going to be a double dose of superhero movies. There you go. What do you think, Steve? Uh, looks good in trailer form, but we've been burned by good-looking trailers, uh, and the product did not quite go really where it should have been, so I'm going to wait for the movie to come out. Looks good so far, but it's still DC. Yeah, I'll be honest. It looks pretty good. I, I, I think, I hope maybe that... Uh, the things the the things that landed joke wise may I think hopefully perhaps those were sort of uh, Whedon 
reshoot additions because, you know, The Flash had a couple of really good ones. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. All right, Jacob. Yeah. Your thoughts on Ready Player One. Uh, I love this book, uh-huh. and uh, this trailer for it is very close to what I would imagine this book would look like. I am so excited for this movie. I, I know it, I know the... I know it's getting the trailer is getting panned critically, like people. Whatever. Yeah, but love it. I'm I'm so down for this. Cool. Oh, what did you think? What did you think, Ryan? Wow, I don't know who's panning this trailer. They must I be know. out of their minds or not have their cup of coffee today. But anyway, Ready Player One loved it. So many pop culture references. Uh-huh. This is a love letter to pop culture. Cannot wait to see it during March Movie Madness of 2018. There you go. What did you think, Steve? Uh, I felt like it was more than a tease than than a trailer, right. but. Kind of like what Jacob said, looks pretty close to the picture I get when I listen to the audiobook, which I've only had now for a little bit over a year, and I think I've listened to it five times. I cannot wait for this. Right on. Me, you and me both. I think that I thought the teaser looked really cool. I mean, there was one scene where I paused it, and there was like a Freddy Krueger over there. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, it's all about the 80s pop culture references, and yeah, people have sort of been panning. It's like, come on, guys, it's Steven Spielberg. What, are right. you kidding me? Give me a break. People I- have been trashing Spielberg over this, and I'm like... How do you trash Spielberg? <laughs> Whatever. He's one of the yeah, greatest filmmakers of all time. Uh huh. And he's still alive. Guy who knows 80s? I mean, this is—it's Steven Spielberg. He is right. the 80s. I know. <laughs> all right. Uh, the last one we're gonna do here: Stranger Things, season two. Jacob, what? what thoughts? Yeah, I didn't watch it because I haven't watched season. I haven't watched season one of Stranger okay. Things. So. Oh, a glaring omission. Glaring omissions. Right in the heart. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. Did you haven't watched? Glaring omission times two. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> Steve, what thoughts? I did. Okay. Uh, mentioned it. Finally got into it. Uh, eight eight episodes in the first season. I binge watched four of them very quickly, and it just because I ran out of time, I didn't finish it. I will this weekend. I checked out the trailer. I'm all in. Yeah, you and me both, brother. Man, y'all got to get on. Yeah, Stranger. I know. I'll be honest. Y'all got to get on Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Another one of the shows everyone hypes up to be the best of all time. We get it. Hey, if you think that the I'm not gonna say it's best of all time, but it's a it's well, that's the vibe I get from social media. Like, oh, it's so great. I'm like, dude, really? Well, if you're all about the Ready Player One trailer because of its 80s nostalgia, Ready, Pla- I mean, Stranger Things is that in TV show form. Uh, it does, yeah. With a little bit of uh, Halloween and Stephen King involved. There you go. Um, I'm going to throw in my, my new, uh, uh, second glaring omission. I have never sat down, and this is amazing because my mother is a huge fan. I have never seen a John Wayne film in its entirety. Nothing. Wow. None, none of the Ford ones, no stagecoach, the searchers, nothing. She wore a yellow ribbon. I just I, I just never have. You realize something. By not watching any John Wayne films, we could lose World War II. We totally could. <laughs> we could. It's weird. I haven't watched the complete Elvis Presley movie either. Those, those are like two of my moms. I mean, anytime <laughs> either one of those are on TV, it's it's there. I just uh, John Wayne is fine. Elvis Presley is not thing. I'm not missing much. I don't know, man. Don't be cruel. <laughs> All right, let's get to see what we can get done before the end of the show here. Ryan, a couple of other very interesting teases from the DC Cinematic Universe came out of Comic-Con. Yes, sir. They're saying that the uh, Flash film is now going to be titled The Flash Flashpoint, which means they could visit the Flashpoint storyline where everything goes haywire with dogs and cats living together with mass hysteria. And they've also said that the Green Lantern Corps movie is officially in development. So both the Flash Flashpoint and Green Lantern Corps are in development. They're hoping to have them out in maybe 2019, maybe 2020. No dates, no directors, no star. Well, the Flash, we know, is Ezra Miller. Green Lantern Corps, we have no flipping idea what's going to happen with that one. But you know what? I'm all for it. Give me the Flash. Give me Green Lantern Corps. I want to see it all. We'll find out more when Justice League hits theaters on November the 17th because that may tell us 
where they're going to take the flash, or perhaps even Green Lantern. We'll see. Well, I, I'm interested in this a little bit because this is, has some different. I mean, first of all, they've already kind of set up Flashpoint because with, in Batman versus Superman, there's kind of a scene in that movie that right. kind of sets up the the thing. Yeah. But it makes me wonder because I mean. Part of the whole Flashpoint comic book series, uh-huh. like it rebooted the universe. I know the DC could, universe. This like, could be a way for them to be like, okay, we're screwed right, up. All right, let's <laughs> wash our hands and all right, move exactly, it on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, well, Jacob, sort of in a a, a bit of related news, uh, a lot of speculation out there. Is he or isn't he? A lot of noise about Ben Affleck continuing as Batman. Yeah, so all of this is still kind of rumory, and and we're not sure uh, other than what Ben Affleck said. Uh, but uh, there's uh, rumor that a source has said that Warner Brothers is working on kind of pushing Ben Affleck out as Batman, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe Justice League will be his final role. And they've even talked possibly Matt Reeves having a different actor as Batman and then Ben Affleck coming back for the sequel to Justice League. Not oh. sure. Ben Affleck says that he has no plans to step down, but you know that's not ultimately his decision. So... There you go. Right. <laughs> you know? If they're like, you know what? Thanks for your time. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, that was it. Okay. Well, folks, uh, there's the back timer. I warned you. Yeah. I did. I said it'd be a short show today. It's not my fault you didn't believe me. But uh, we appreciate you, as always, listening to the Entertainment Roundtable. Steve, Ryan, as always, great talking to you. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'm looking forward Thank to you. Yes, sir. Atomic Blonde, then. There you go. You and me both. Jacob? Yeah. Same to you, brother. Thank Good seeing you. you. Have a great weekend. You too. Gary, as always, you nailed it. You nailed it. All right, y'all. Come back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We'll be here. 